Off the ball. There seems to be more sympathy for Argentina and support for Argentina. And a lot of that has to do with love for Messi's last dance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through until eight on this extended show this evening. And over one billion people around the world will watch the World Cup final tomorrow. You're probably one of them. We're going to preview the showdown between France and Argentina on Football Saturday with uh, Mark Lawrenson, who's been to many World Cup finals, working as a commentator for the BBC. Uh, Daniel McDonald of the Irish Independence, being in Qatar for the last month. We'll also check in with him and Johnny Ward here in studio with me. And we're on air, as I said, at the very top until eight this evening because we're bringing you live commentary of the Heineken Champions Cup match between Ulster and La Rochelle. And Aidan Delaney and Cahal Malani are in studio. And Aidan, that has now been held at the Aviva Stadium. What a 24 hours of uncertainty. Yeah, for everybody, really, for Ulster fans, for La Rochelle fans and for the rugby community in general, we didn't really know whether this game was actually going to go ahead or not. There was some talk that the game might take place on Sunday, then it was going to be in the RDS, but it has now been confirmed that the game will take place at the Aviva Stadium here in Dublin. The game had originally been scheduled for Kingspan Stadium, but that pitch was deemed unplayable as a result of the recent cold weather snap. It had been expected that the RDS would host the match, as I mentioned, but the game will be held behind closed doors due to logistical issues with kickoff at half past five but good news if you can travel down which of course you can't uh, you will be able to listen to it here on Newstalk as well Okay so Cahill as well as in studio and it's 28 days since the World Cup began in Qatar 28 days later we got just got two games remaining the ceremonial third place playoff between Croatia and Morocco today the showpiece the final between France and Argentina at three o'clock tomorrow and also, folks, on the show this afternoon, eight days out from Christmas, a busy time for shoppers. Also important to get your head around the good things to watch when you've got well-deserved uh, downtime. Between now and three, we're going to discuss the best sports books of 2022 with Maliki Clerken of the Irish Times. We'll also chat to documentary maker Ross Whitaker about the best sports documentaries. Um, tomorrow, guys, this is what it's all about. Messi and Mbappe in France and Argentina. It's a very, very special game. Um, Qatar we all have our views on, on the World Cup and where it's been held but in the fo- purely football perspective this is an absolute must watch Absolutely yeah I mean you just want the best teams to go up against the best teams and to have two of the best players in world football at the minute in Messi and Mbappe doing battle that's exactly what you want to see and uh, they probably have been the two best teams I mean France you know coming in as defending champions they were always going to be favourites to get this far in the tournament they've you know had to battle an injury crisis and an illness crisis with plenty of the players out uh, with some sort of virus at the minute Uh, we hope that that won't have an impact on Sunday's game but at the minute they've played probably the best football they've had players in form they've had people you know come from nowhere really Theo Hernandez uh, scoring that goal in the semi-final you know he wouldn't have been highly fancied coming into this tournament they've had players step up Antoine Griezmann looks like an absolutely world-class midfielder when we've known him you know especially here in Ireland we know exactly about his striking exploits in the past but you know he's really stepped up Theo Hernandez has stepped up Olivier Giroud you know now deservedly the top scorer for France and they've probably been the best team in the tournament and a Messi-inspired Argentina just keep rumbling on. They just seem to be the the story of the tournament, really. They're, they're trying to win it for Messi. He would probably equal Maradona in many people's eyes now, should he you know, be successful tomorrow. So there's plenty of narratives going into this game and plenty of people will be dying to watch it. Cahill, you are, I'm sure, very excited about this. Yeah, of course. Um, as Aidan says, so many subplots to this match and I guess the, the next layer to it in the last 24 hours has been the emergence and the extent of the problems that the French players have with that virus and you know 
how extensive that is is going to probably have a big bearing on, on tomorrow's match and how fit these players are. I know France are doing all they can to uh, limit the extent of the, the virus within the camp, but it's just another layer of intrigue to what's going to be a very interesting match. And, you know, Messi against Mbappe, I'm looking at the, the Irish Independent, the Irish Examiner today, their sports section has both players on the front page. I think Griezmann's going to have a big part to play as well for France tomorrow. He's been arguably one of the best players in the tournament. Um, if not the best. Uh, yeah, exactly. And really the, the top players and the great players deliver in the big moments and you just wonder, uh, is tomorrow the day for Messi really to crown off his career uh, and deliver a big moment for Argentina? But I think France are probably favourites based on what we've seen so far. I, Argentina haven't been overly impressive uh, in this tournament, but they've done enough to get to where they are now and uh, tomorrow is going to tell it all. Now, football is beginning to transition back to the club game. Uh, Aberdeen nil, Celtic nil at the moment in the Scottish Premiership. We got the Premier League back then on St. Stephen's Day in just, what, nine days' time. So, um, folks, you you have to kind of adjust your mindset now after tomorrow's game. Uh, Croatia against Morocco, as we know, at three o'clock. But this rugby, like Leinster-Gloucester was a joke last night. Absolute joke. Um, Not from Leinster's perspective, but Gloucester feeling a weakened team. 57 nil, 57 channels and there's nothing on. Uh, But Ulster, uh, La Rochelle, a bit more of an interesting match. But once again, it's all about the around, whatever is happening around it. And sometimes you can't uh, legislate for the weather, but it's an unfortunate situation for Ulster fans. Yeah, and I mean, you say they can't legislate for the weather. This is weather we've had for the last two weeks hereabouts. We knew this was a possibility and, you know, we had been talking about this game possibly being moved all week and Ulster just kept saying, we're, we're going to keep trying, we're going to keep trying, we're putting hair dryers on the pitch, we're going to do everything we can. You know, maybe if this decision had been taken earlier in the week, we could have found a situation where the game could have been played, where fans could have come down because it's the fans who are going to miss out on this game now and like you say it's a really important game for Ulster Ulster coming off the back of that really terrible uh, defeat to Sale last time out 39-0 and they certainly want to get back on track and you know they're essentially giving up their home advantage now because they won't have their fans there they really needed to get back on track and La Rochelle are a side who will steamroll you if you allow them to get a foothold in the game and that's probably what's going to happen this evening Ian Henderson's been speaking ahead of the match. He has, yeah. As I mentioned, Ulster trying to get back on track in their campaign. Uh, Ian Henderson is back for the team tonight. He says they're determined to put things right after last week's horrific defeat to Sale. There was a lot of things last weekend that didn't um, didn't go the way we planned on uh, on them going. Um, be it outside game, inside game, but like these things get thrown at teams. They've been thrown at us before, and that'll happen again. So we need to have a good look at how we reacted to them. Um, and figure out how we can fix them going forward. However, on a, on a short turnaround like this, um, we can park those questions and ensure that our focus is on doing what we can do this weekend for the game. Yeah, so there are two games underway at the minute. Exeter are in action against the Bulls. I can tell you they're 10-7 up there as well. The Chiefs leading by seven points so far. And Edinburgh are also playing host to Cast in the other game. Uh, that one is scoreless after 12 minutes of play so far. From 3.15, Leicester take on Claremont, while Leon will face the Saracens. London Irish versus Stormers is a half-five start, while this evening from 8, we'll see Montpellier take on the Ospreys. So Leinster, yeah, 57-0. Um, was there anything to take out of it from a Leinster perspective? Uh, good to see Johnny Sexton and Jordan Lammer back, but other than that, it was very much a training game really, wasn't it? Yeah, and you wonder the impact that this is going to have on the wider competition. The, the gap uh, There's too the much teams. haste around the changes to this competition. Yeah. That's what strikes me. A lot of the English and French teams, I don't know how enthusiastic they are about going down to South Africa. They really put a huge amount of stock in their own leagues. For the Irish provinces, the Heineken Champions Cup has been brilliant. It's been an amazing game changer over the last 20 years. I just don't think the English and the French feel the same. Yeah, and, the and problem- this is now another issue for them to, to beat it up with. 
And the problem for the organisers is when people start voting with their feet and not turning up to these matches. And I think there's been some disappointment with the uh, attendances so far in this 15, year's 15,000, I think, at the Leinster game last night, yeah. which wouldn't be great. Like it's a, Normally, yeah. isn't it the big game before Christmas at the Viva? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the, the organisers will have to think about that and the longer term impacts of these kind of scorelines emerging from what is supposed to be the top tier competition in Europe. Um, it isn't a brilliant advert. But from Leinster's point of view, I mean, you can only beat what's in front of you, as the saying goes. And they did that last night and they were very clinical. And as Aidan says, Johnny Sexton coming back. Back. He made a brilliant tackle to deny Gloucester a try late on last night as well. So encouraging from an international point of view as well that he's back from that calf injury. So all about tomorrow. Um, Carl has touched upon the, the virus in the French camp. Anything else that we need to know in terms of the personnel tomorrow? Uh, yeah, well, we have some audio of the French goalkeeper Hugo Lloris. Much of the focus of tomorrow's match has centred, of course, on Lionel Messi as the Argentinian star prepares for his final international game. But Lloris says they can't afford to pay too much attention to just one player. I believe it's um, the event is too massive. Um, just being focused on one player, uh, it's a final uh, between uh, two big nations of football, uh, between Argentina and, and France. Obviously, uh, when you face um, that type of player, uh, you need a, a special focus uh, on him, but uh, but it's not only about him. You know, uh, it's a strong team with a lot of talented players, uh, with a young generation of, of players, and um, and you can feel that they are all dedicated to to Leo Messi. Um, but again, uh, we will try to find the key um, to get the success on, on this game. Hugo Lloris there speaking, uh, of course. France themselves kind of benefited from England focusing too much on Kylian Mbappe and we saw other weapons of, of their side coming out. So Argentina, you know, obviously everything will go through Messi, but I do think they have a, a few more weapons. Yeah, so Celtic, as we said, goalless to the halftime whistle just gone in Scotland and uh, there's other matches in England and Scotland today. Yeah, so just to say Celtic's Premiership campaign back underway, they're taking on Aberdeen. It's scoreless there at half-time. There are nine games down for decision in the English Championship this afternoon. Eight of those kick off at three o'clock. The leaders Burnley are at home to Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough. I'd forgotten he was there. At the same time, Cardiff take on Blackpool. Coventry face Swansea and Huddersfield host Watford. Elsewhere, it's Hull against Sunderland. Preston come up against QPR and it's West Brom against Rotherham. At half-five, then the late game sees Blackburn away to Norwich. We have uh, Gaelic Games action with Ashley and O'Reilly at Croke Park later. Yeah, we'll hear from Ashling as Sarsfields of Galway look to retain their All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie title this evening. They take on Antrim's Loggeal Shamrocks in this year's decider. Throwing at Croke Park is at half past six. Then from 4.15, Clonduff of Down and Kilkenny's James Stevens contest the intermediate decider as well. We've got hockey action. The Irish women's hockey team play their final match at the Nations Cup later today. They face Japan in the bronze medal match. That one is just underway in Valencia. And Ireland lost their semi final yesterday of course to India after a shootout golf wise uh, we've got the Mauritius Open uh, the glory of the Mauritius Open just a week out of Christmas Gary Hurley is best placed of the Irish on day three of the Mauritius Open that's drawn to a close now he's a five under par overall after a one under 71 today that leaves him nine shots behind the leader Antoine Rosner of France and Tom McGibbon has slipped back to one over par that's after a 76 earlier today are you a darts man Aidan? I am yeah well certainly at this time of year yeah I've always watched the darts yeah all the way back to Taylor against Barney back in the mid noughties it is a sport unless you change your shoes. That's what I'm <laughs> That's a sport. 
Well, I think if you have ever played darts, you'll realise how difficult it is. I did when is. I was young, and I, one of these um, bedroom doors that looked like yeah. it, like bullet holes riddled in. Riddled in. <laughs> I never could get the board. Um, even like like the triple twenties, I, I I don't know how they do it. Anyway. Yeah, so Daryl Gurney will begin his PDC World Arts Championship campaign this afternoon. The Derry native playing Alan Souter at the Alexandra Palace. Gurney is due on stage shortly after two o'clock. Antrim youngster Josh Rock will take to the stage tonight. That's for his meeting with the Spanish uh, Jose Justicia. Justicia, I was trying that all morning. Well, look, um, we'll get there in the end. Snooker-wise, um, that is a sport. I think you've got to change your shoes for dress, dress shoes, isn't it? The, of course, yeah. Um, so English Open. And Mark Allen, how's he getting on? Because he's playing brilliant stuff at the moment. Yeah, semi-final day at the English Open at the Brentworth Centre near London. Allen is due on the table this evening as he takes on the Belgian, Luca Bressel. The meeting of Neil Robertson and Mark Selby is just underway there. That's the other semi-final. So Mark Allen, another final up for grabs for him this evening. Both matches are the best of 11 frames. Now remember, folks, you're binging on sport this weekend to pick out your best performance of the weekend, whether it's a player, manager, even the ref. Tune into ODB's Instagram page tomorrow evening, Sunday. Leave your selection in the comments under our performance rankings post if your selection matches our top pick live on Monday's OTBAM. You're in with a chance then of winning a Gillette ProGlide razor, skin guard shaving gel and ProGlide refill blades pack. That is the Gillette Labs performance rankings for an effortless finish to your day. So how are we feeling about tomorrow? I just think Argentina are going to do this, guys. We're going to get expert analysis from Mark Lawrence later on on Football Saturday with uh, Dan McDonald joining us from Qatar for all the wrap-up of the week. But uh, interesting stuff from Infantino yesterday, talking about a Club World Cup. Um, where's player welfare going to come into all this in the future? It's all about money, isn't it? But um, in terms of the match tomorrow, I've just got a feeling Argentina, it might just be in the stars for Messi. If he doesn't do it, it'll be very, very disappointing for him. Absolutely, yeah. I think the game really hinges on if Argentina can score early because I do think that France will be able to take a few body blows and will trust their own fitness and their own uh, bench to come off the bench, uh, to come on to the pitch and really make a difference. I do think that Argentina, there will be this nervousness will build in them if the game, you know, if they don't have a lead kind of early on. We saw earlier in the tournament that, you know, Julian Alvarez really needed to step up and kind of put away a second or a third goal before they really started to calm down and take control of things so even if there is a one goal lead for Argentina coming up to 60-70 minutes you would start to see maybe some misplaced passes some you know hands going up in the air and I think France will back themselves to last the 90 or you know even if it does go to 120 or, or penalties Have you enjoyed this World Cup? I think it's been, football-wise, it's been a great World Cup, particularly from the latter stages of the group stages. And I think Gianni Infantino has been speaking about the group stages for the next World Cup, saying that they might try and stick with the four-team format. They'll have to. Which would be encouraging. Uh, So you're looking at a lot of groups of four in in 2026. But it has been a good World Cup since the last round of of group matches. In terms of tomorrow, I think France just might have too much quality, but it really depends on the next 24 hours in terms of the impact of that virus within the squad. Mm. Um, That really is a huge talking point ahead of the game. But if, if both teams are fully fit and both squads are fully fit, I'd expect France just to have that little bit too much quality. Does Messi deserve to win it? Well, do you deserve anything in sport? That's the question. (laughs) You get what you put into it, and I suppose he's put an awful lot into it for you know both club and country over the last what is it now seventeen years. Well, I don't think anyone would begrudge Messi a World Cup title, of course not, and it would certainly would cement his greatness if he can help Argentina over the line tomorrow. But uh, France will have a thing or two to say about that. And there's been, I'm sure, we could list off a number of players over the years who had that undoubted talent. It's a good question, actually, listeners five three one zero six. The best players never to win a World Cup. I mean, Johan Cruyff, Cristiano Ronaldo, George Best come to mind quite easily. Yeah, you look at Luka Modric today, probably going yeah. to play his last international game. It didn't quite work out for him in terms of winning a World Cup, but no one's doubting Also out talent. there, 5-3-1-0-6, why can't we do it if Croatia and Morocco 
can reach the third and fourth place spots in the world. How, why can't we as a Republic of Ireland nation do it? Because we have um, AGMs that can't work out through emails and, and stuff like that. So that doesn't fill you with a whole lot of confidence with how the actual football is going. Well, it's a long-term process, isn't it? I mean, Morocco and Croatia, I think, have put in extensive work uh, over a long number of years. So it's not just going to happen, unfortunately, for Ireland. But it does raise the question, can we be a bit more ambitious? But I think for us as a country, we certainly have to start trying to be in these tournaments more regularly. And once you're there more regularly, you can, you can maybe land a punch or two when you're there. Jeopardy be really interesting tomorrow. Will it get to a Jeopardy stage? Will it get to extra time? Will it get to penalties? And who are the players sometimes that are unsung that come out of the, the woodwork and, and star in a World Cup because it can't happen? I don't think anybody would have expected Zidane in 98, for example, to score two headers mm. in the first half yeah. and uh, announce himself. We already knew he's a fantastic player, but announce himself as, as somebody. Yeah, it's a stage for somebody to, to really grab the headlines and become a legend uh, of football, really, because it's the biggest game in the world. Um, you wonder, will the experience that France have been in the latter stages so regularly over the last number of years help at uh, recent World Cups? Because their record, as you say, since 98, has been brilliant at World Cups. So they do have that bit of confidence and swagger about them when they get there. And you just wonder, is there a little bit of pressure on Argentina to, one, get over the line, and two, uh, get Messi the World Cup that they think he deserves? So you call it for France? France. I'm going to go Argentina. I think the the romance in me wants to see Messi, you know, emulate Maradona and take the only trophy that he hasn't gotten so far. Carl Malani and Aidan Delaney, thank you so much for the news round. I'm going for Argentina, but not in normal times. So look, we all have our predictions. What's yours, folks? You can get in touch in 53106. Off the ball. There seems to be more sympathy for Argentina and support for Argentina. And a lot of that has to do with love for Messi's last dance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.